It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. He is Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. And good morning. Welcome to Friday. It is Friday, y'all. TGIF to you and yours from we and ours. We are glad you're with us as we talk sports here on a Friday morning. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Garrett Ross, and we are in the Alan Samuels studios. And the program, as always, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat. Lots to get to today, but before we do, we go around the horn and we say good morning to Ward White. Morning. You uh, you awake? Outstanding. <laughs> See? <laughs> he's, just, he's, he's going through the motion. Well, he's, he's in auto mode. <laughs> I'll ask again. You awake? Yeah, I'm here. Did you uh, did you make it to? Now you didn't you didn't stay up for the uh, end of the second game. Now did you? Oh yeah. Oh, you did. Absolutely. Watched you watched all four. Mm-hmm. See, I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Ward. I didn't watch a whole lot of Villanova and Michigan. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the interest button on that one. The other three, boy, I was locked in. I, I mean, I was wearing out the flipper, you know, uh, getting from one game to the other to the other. So, yeah, good stuff. We'll uh, we'll dive in all that. Uh, Garrett, did you get to? Uh, did you? Uh, I know you went to football practice yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you get to see? Uh, you get to see much of the basketball? I watched a little bit of basketball. I watched Gonzaga in Arkansas. Uh, uh, the I watched the first half of it, and I caught some of the second half. And then I watched the Duke and Texas Tech game. I didn't flip over one time to check out Villanova and Michigan. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, I don't see either one of these teams really having a chance to legitimately win a national championship, so I'll kind of tune that one out. Uh, But Houston jumping on Arizona and really just controlling it from the the jump was really impressive. Uh, Yeah, it it was. I thought, again, what was the common theme uh, in in a lot of these wins, and it it was the tenacious defense of these some of these teams. Oh, uh, no doubt. I mean they, I mean they got after it. I mean they got after it. I, I thought, I thought the Tech Duke game was as entertaining as you're going to find it. I mean it was well played. Uh, it was entertaining. You had terrific coaching, quality play. I thought it was fun. I thought it was exactly what the NCAA wants and needs in a marquee matchup. And that's exactly what that was last night uh, uh, in the uh, in the Sweet 16. Now, I know it was difficult for you being <laughs> a, a tech guy, but, I mean, really, it really was a terrific basketball game. Outstanding basketball game. And, and the moves that both coaching staffs made throughout that game I thought were very, very well um, calculated and, and well played. And the players, you know, absorbed what they were trying to – to get across in in their timeouts and and I I enjoyed it I, I thought it was a great basketball game. Anybody see the two three zone coming? No, <laughs> no, not a chance. I don't think Tech did either. I, uh, I don't think Duke saw it coming from Tech either. No, they rebounded no. and came back and did the same thing to them. Yeah, I mean, it was you know it was <laughs> it was it was some interesting moves. Uh, and we're going to hear from Coach K a little later on in the pro- in fact in our next segment uh, talking about going to the zone and and. How he – it sounds like he, in their scanner report, mentioned, hey, look, this is a possibility. But nothing that they got down and worked on and said, hey, here's what you do if this – you know, it, it dialed it up. I mean, 
I think they were kind of reeling. No, I don't think they were kind of reeling. I know they were reeling. They were they were they were in some trouble. Uh and you know, call for desperate times. Desperate people do desperate things. And they went to the two three zone and it happened to work. And, and boy, did they uh did they rely on that for uh for for help. It was a good adjustment. You know, and when you do that, it slows the game down and it, it it creates a way for you to get back into it. And look, it it affected I don't know, man. It just it was I don't know. It, it affected, affected the Red Raiders. Yeah, exactly. They, get into they, the basket. They they didn't they they quit penetrating to the basket. And when they quit penetrating, in fact, they didn't penetrate really well the rest of the ba- basketball That's right. Game. That's and right. And that took them out of the game and and that that was the difference. When they stopped penetrating, they stopped that offense from being able to be productive, mm-hmm. and it 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 worked for Duke. I mean, it was it was a genius move. Duke, I was just looking. Duke had an interesting offensive night. They had twenty nine in the first half, and forty nine in the second half. They doubled up, you know, nearly doubled up their scoring in the second half. Twenty nine in the first half, twenty more uh, in the second half, forty nine in the second half for, for their seventy eight. So, uh, but we, we we got that to get to. Uh, we got high, uh, not high school football, but Baylor continued their uh, their spring drills. What is it? Fifteen practices and then a spring game. Uh, they got their uh, their second practice in yesterday, and uh, the uh, quarterbacks uh, obviously is a focal point. Where are you going with your quarterback situation? Uh, you've got four in your quarterback room. I think I, I think to be fair, it's it's really a a two person race between Bohannon and Shapen, but you know. Drone is in the mix, and uh, kid from Argyle is is in the room as well. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to Sean Bell. He he met with the media after practice yesterday. We'll hear from Sean Bell a little later on in the program. Uh, let's see what else is going on. We're going to hear from Michael Swain uh, from Kansas two four seven Sports KU in the uh, Sweet Sixteen tonight. Kansas is the last number one seed standing. And, and and we're in the round of Sweet Sixteen, pretty remarkable. It, it, look, I think when you look at the number one seeds, though, especially once Kentucky fell and Baylor went out, Kansas clearly had the the easiest path of them. So I'm not surprised they're the last one standing. Uh, but at the same time, it just shows the parity that we've talked about all year it's across the board in March Madness. Well, that's what I was going to get to a little bit. Uh, Ward, is it? Did the committee get it right with their one seeds and their two seeds and their three? Or is there so much parity in basketball, as Scott Drew has said a million times, the number just doesn't really matter? Oh, I, I think, you know, there's so much parity that it, it it's kind of up for grabs. But I think they got it right on all the number ones. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, you know, just you know, just because they, they didn't make it to the, to the Final Four or the Elite Eight, you know, that, that doesn't matter to me because that's where we are in college basketball. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good for the game. And, again, those numbers – and and those seeds were based on your regular season performance, and you're right. I think they did get it right, and and, and you're right, Garrett. I I think the parity in in college basketball is such that once it, all that does is determine your path, right? Yeah, and you know, and it makes it look. It it does make for the ones and the twos, and you know, it, it's it's a, it's a it's theoretically a an easier path. But don't don't tell that to Kentucky. I mean, but uh. You know, you know what I mean. But once once the tournament begins, it's like the the, the coach at St. Peter said, "I don't have to win, you know, twenty games or thirty games in this thing. I got to win 
six one game seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's what he that's that's what he's preaching to his team when he plays tonight. It's six one game seasons, and this is gonna be the third one tonight. Yeah, it's a really good point. I think once you get to the Sweet 16, it doesn't matter where, where your seating is. It definitely makes sense the first couple of games. But at this point, it's the best of the best. You've got to take care of business on the court. And I don't, it doesn't, I don't think you're going to see any upsets or surprises in any of these matchups. All right, so on our CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660, which of the games last night uh, – was the most entertaining in your opinion. And I think for me it comes down to two. And they both involve Texas teams, by the way. Uh and then which one do you project to be the most entertaining tonight? Which game is gonna grab you tonight and just you can't you're 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 not leaving. I mean, you know, the house could um you know <laughs> no never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you're not leaving your TV because this game is is so good. Which which one is it tonight? Ugh. I think I'm going to go with North Carolina UCLA. Me too. I mean, it's the Blue Bloods. I think North Carolina is the better team, but UCLA is really solid. Um I just think there's there's so much to this game, so many storylines, you know, and it's so much look when you look ahead at the matchups, you're getting Duke, which is another Blue Blood. You know, and we've seen what happened with North Carolina and Duke in the ACC tournament and on Coach K's night. For me, I think that's the one that has the most intriguing storylines all the way around it. Do you have our brackets handy, by the way? Yes, hang on. Get, grab those brackets. I want to see kind of where we are. Uh, does anybody have anybody left <laughs> with all these number ones gone? Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about what happened as far as the um, as far as the games are concerned last night. Uh, also on the program, Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman. Uh, you got Baylor uh, uh, baseball in, in Norman today, Baylor softball in Norman today. Uh, they've got uh, spring football under Coach Venables, his first year as the head coach, so we'll touch base with Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman. And then we'll get an update on the Rangers as they get ready to uh, to open the season on Friday, April the 8th. The opening day is Thursday, April the 7th, but uh, the Rangers – Theirs is pushed to April the 8th, Friday night, April the 8th. They'll open in Toronto against the Blue Jays. We'll talk to Jeff about that and how the roster's coming together. So that's kind of what we've got uh, planned for you here this morning on a uh, fun Friday edition of the program. Uh, (laughs) So Justin says, then I'm leaving. Uh, Mother-in-law could come over, and I'm still watching St. Peter's win tonight. And then I'm leaving. <laughs> Way to go. I hope they do. I hope St. Yeah. Peter's pulls that off. Wouldn't that be cool to see them? What if they got to the Final Four? I don't know if they can do that, but no, it'd I'm be saying amazing. What, what if? It'd be fun. Yeah. It would be real fun to see if they could do that. I mean, how cool is that if, if that happened? Hey, right now, all, all you want is a chance, and they've got a chance. They do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said Duke, uh, this is Jeff. Jeff said Duke last night and then St. Peter tonight. So he's intrigued by this little school in New Jersey that's still, you know, he's, it's the Cinderella. They're, they're teeing it up against, you know, against Purdue. I mean, let's go, let's see what happens. Uh, and he's like, Hey, St. Peter could win it all. Let me tell you why he says that. Those dudes play defense. They do. Like nobody's business. They do. And look, I think their coach had a great quote the other day. He was like, look, 
I have guys from New Jersey and New York. We aren't scared of anything. It's a <laughs> well, great point. It is a very valid point. Yeah, going into that gym with 10, 13. Not worried about it. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. It's missing that dunk on the playground that may be a big deal. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. All right, we are off and running. It is a Friday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And uh, we, we take a look at, at, the, at the basketball results from last night. We do it next. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Lots of sunshine and lots of heat coming your way. We're looking at temperatures above normal right on through the weekend. Sunshine today, a high of 84 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 45 and just as warm tomorrow. Matter of fact, a few degrees hotter with a high of 87 under mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor, Big 12 softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball in Norman to take on top-ranked Oklahoma this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 softball every game on 101.3 FM. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready. We are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. 
the ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. All right, welcome back. This is Game Time, uh, 716. Drive safely if you're getting out and about this morning. Tom Ward Garrett, we're glad you're with us. Uh, does anybody have a workable bracket left. I, I got one team. I got one. Oh, absolutely, man. I got a workable bracket. You no, do? Every team's gone. I have Arizona and uh, Gonzaga in the championship. Yeah, that's a problem. Not a shot. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. All right, uh, which which game was which game was more shocking to you uh, as far as, I mean, first of all, I, I have a hard time. I know I realize that, you know, you got a four seed playing a one and all that. But is that really at this juncture an upset? Yes. You think? Yeah. I mean, it is. They're, they're they've got numbers out beside them for a reason. Um, so, yeah, I I I think you you know, especially if you have a, a one go down, no matter who they're playing, it it's an upset. See, for me, again, I go back and say those numbers were based off their body of work of the regular season. But once this tournament begins, I. Nothing is surprising to me. Now, look, Kentucky getting beat, I get that. But when you're at this juncture, you're in you're in the third game, and all of these people have advanced through to the Sweet 16. Still matters to me. Well, and again, I mean that that's yeah. Everybody has a, has an opinion on it. I mean, I don't know if I, it, I would not have been shocked at all if Tech would have would have hung on and beat Duke. I mean. I, th- I I'll tell you this: If Tech played Duke ten times, I'm I'm thinking they're five and five. I, I I do I really believe that. I think they were that evenly matched last night. If them if, if, and to heck with those numbers out beside their name. If them two teams teed it up ten times at a neutral site, it wouldn't sh- shock me if they went five and five. Now I'll say this: I think Houston, I think Houston could have played Arizona ten times, and I think Houston would be ten and zero. I think they were just a better basketball team than Arizona. At least they were last night, the way they played the game. Houston's on a mission, though. I, you know, and look, they—they're older, they're experienced, um, they're a dangerous team. I, I think Arizona. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were just necessarily a bad. Houston was a bad matchup for them, but I don't think Houston would take them ten times in a row. I think they would no. split about five and five as well. That was just Houston's night. Yeah, Houston had a lot of things go in their direction. They got on a little bit of a flow. They got the the runs that they were looking for. And, you know, Arizona just could not break through. No. And they had a hard night shooting. And so, when you, you know, had those combinations, it, it's a bad, bad mixture. You say they had a hard night shooting. I think a lot of that has to do with the way Houston plays defense. Well, I, you know, it does. But still, you got to overcome that. A good basketball team is able to overcome that. And, and they're not going to do that every single night. They're just not. Who's not going to do that every single night? Arizona's not. I mean, if you teed it up against them, I think they go 500. And, and maybe Arizona, to me, has 
has a little bit of an advantage. I think they're a better basketball team, but they weren't last night, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're playing this in a series, you're going to have time to make adjustments off of last night. Absolutely. You know, and come back. I think that they're probably pretty evenly matched when you look at it. You should just own the moment. They did. I mean, they, they punched them right in the mouth, and they kept punching them. Well, they had a week to prepare. Oh, yeah. They had a week to prepare, and it, 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 it just looked like Houston was, to me – you know, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but it looked like to me that Houston was a better basketball oh, team than they Arizona. Were. Yeah, they dominated. Now, the Tech-Duke thing, look, that's one missed basket here. That's one made, you know, layup there. I mean, that thing was, was – that's how that game was played last night. I mean, it never – no one ever really got any real separation. Uh, there was no – you know, it, it just – it was just – that was just, you know what, hang on tight. Let's see what happens when the 40 minutes are over. I think Duke did a good job of withstanding those first few minutes. When Tech opened things up, that, oh, that yeah. could have easily got out of hand. you know. And Coach K did a really good job of, of calming the nerves and getting the guys back out there because I was like, man, I, that caught me off guard. I was not expecting Tech to roll like that. No, I wasn't either. And, and they did. They came out with, with a fury, and, and Duke was able to absorb that and kind of get back on their feet, and Coach K called that timeout at a perfect time, and mm-hmm. they got back into it. You know, and I go back to, you know, Tech kind of self-inflicted some of their wounds when they went against that um, zone, you know, that put Duke on a 5 nothing run and got them right back into the basketball game. And, De- and Tech, you know, refused to penetrate and go to the basket. Their offense that was working just because it's a zone doesn't mean you can't get back inside, and they got away from that. Coach Adams did a good job of calling a timeout and got them back into the movement offense and, and got back on track a little bit, but then they faded away from it again. Right. They, they never really were consistent enough to, to penetrate into the basket and then get good looks, and, and I think they got impatient on the outside and took some bad shots, and you can't do that. I mean, you, you know, when you're playing a team like Duke, you can't take bad shots. You've got to work the basketball around, and Tech got away from it, and it, it was a self-inflicted wound that cost them. Well, and, and stop and think about where Duke was two weeks ago. Yeah. Just think about where Duke was two weeks two weeks ago. They were, you know, they were in a room staring at each other, like, "What the heck just happened?" And, and where are we going with this thing? So, well, and, you know, look, let's be fair about that that moment. You're talking about the North Carolina game, and, and and right before it too. Now, well, but that those two games, there was a lot of pressure put on those kids. And it was outside pressure because of all the noise about Coach K. Could this be, you know, this is his swan song and everything else. And the moment was too big for them at that time. And, you know, that was just too much pressure for that basketball team, especially in the North Carolina game. They were not able to withstand that. Now, have they got over that humping and put that behind them? I think that was a good learning moment for them. But I do feel like that, you know, there was so much going on inside their own gymnasium with all the stars there and everybody, you know, it was the last home game for Coach K. That moment was too big and unjustly too much pressure put on those players. I think they're a better basketball team than they showed that day by far. Well, the game wasn't about the game. Not at all. Not at all. And it took it took completely away from those kids and that, you know, you know, look, they're we forget that these are still kids playing a game right now and in that moment was just unjustly too big for them. You know, I, you know, if, if you, if North Carolina gets past UCLA, which I don't think they do tonight, but if they do, I can't wait for that matchup because Duke is going to, yeah, I, I think Duke's they're going to beat the brakes off. Of I think they're going to take it to them. 
723, Coach K after the game. We did. We actually, in our scouting report, number 12 defense, if necessary. And actually, if you looked at our thing, it, it says if necessary, and it was necessary. And, you know, we practice it a little bit during the year where our guys just know to keep the wings high and whatever. And today, during our walkthrough, we just mentioned it, like, look, there's a chance we'll, we'll use it, but you, you really couldn't practice it in the walkthrough. We, these guys are smart players. They were able to, to do it. And, uh, and uh, it, it kept down the amount of physicality and because they, they were wearing us down. And so the zone gave us a chance to kind of dance around the ring a little bit instead of being in a corner. Interesting. Interesting how he made the decision. Interesting that, uh, the, you know, this team played it pretty well when they don't practice it much at all and really in their walkthrough had a conversation about it. it and then went out and executed it to save their season. Pretty remarkable. It was. I mean, it, it saved their season. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, very, very, uh, very interesting to see how how that all unfolded. So, all right, uh, seven twenty five. Leon on our CNC Collision Center text line says, "I've got two. I have a two team bracket left with Kansas being the champion." So, uh, there good you luck, go. Leon. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you're better than me. Good yeah, luck. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I got Kansas in the final uh, in the uh, final four. I got Kansas in the championship game, but I don't have them winning. So I have zero chance. All right, 725. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And hey, if you are um if you are looking for a gift, look no further than the gift store for every occasion. And we're talking about Morrison's gifts at 4308 West Waco Drive. Got a birthday coming up, anniversary coming up, holiday coming up, uh, you name it. Or or, or just like I pointed out to Garrett on many a occasion, uh if, if it's just because, it, a just because gift, it, that's where you go to Morrison's Gifts and let them uh, let them help you. You can choose from all kinds of gift ideas, whether it's a John Hart Leather Goods or Consuela products or key rings, candles, jewelry. I mean, look, you can walk from one end of the store to the other and you're going to find something really neat and really cool. And you're going to, hey, what's that? And then Sally and the gang are going to come over and they're going to tell you what it is and they're going to help you out and then they're going to put it in a nice package and gift wrap it for you at no charge and then you're going to be in business it's a simple process morrison's gifts baylor alumni owned at 4308 west waco drive that's next to jason's deli they're in the brazos square shopping center stop by and see them today recently on the john moore show king mcclure our guest espn uh, television college basketball analyst is this about where you thought baylor might be are they below where you thought they might be or are they better than where you thought they might be so i think in my mind when baylor is healthy there's no doubt in my mind that they are the best team in the country and they show that because they have a bunch of different facets they're very versatile um, they can guard they can switch even their bids can guard guards and switch on the perimeter um, I love Baylor when they're healthy. Uh, the, key, the, 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 the thing that I was worried about coming into the year is the lack of guard, the lack, the lack of depth in your guard position, and we see that uh, being a problem. Right there, it left a, a lot of question marks because who knew? Like, things happen in the season. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The overall number one seed has fallen. Arkansas knocked off Gonzaga 74-68 to move on to the Elite Eight where they will meet Duke who eliminated Texas Tech 78-73. The number one seed in the South region was also sent home as Houston beat Arizona 72-60. The Cougars will next meet Villanova who sent Michigan packing 63-55. Baylor baseball is on the road this weekend at Oklahoma. The series starts at 6.30 tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball is also in Norman to take on the top-ranked Sooners. They also get underway at 6.30. You can hear the broadcast on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.30, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. And we welcome into the program from uh, Fognet.com, Kansas 247 Sports, Michael Swain. Michael, good morning. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Excited for uh, another big day at Hoops Ahead. We had a great night last night in college basketball. And I just want to get your 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 thoughts. Uh, are, are you surprised or should we be surprised that three number ones are are out of the tournament? Yes and no. I think depending on the number one seed you mentioned, you know, I think that Houston upsetting Arizona was not necessarily a surprise. I think that's one that, like, my bracket is objectively awful. 
but that was one that I had in my bracket where, you know, you look at Houston, they're just a tough matchup, and they should not be um, where they're at C-wise. They should probably be a two-seed. Um, and so, I know, them upsetting Arizona was not a surprise. I think Gonzaga losing, for me, was the biggest surprise. Just that team is so talented, and, you know, with Chet Holmgren and Timmy um, at the front court and then what they have in the back court, you know, they're a team that I thought was going to go pretty far. Now, of course, they have flaws, and I think every team – remaining has flaws which i think makes it a really fascinating thing to try and predict so i think to some degree you know a part of me surprised that you know gonzaga went down but i think for the likes of baylor and arizona um not necessarily as surprised because i think those teams had to deal with some injuries here late in the postseason um which i think can obviously impact things for the jayhawks tonight providence really really good on the offensive board that's one of their strengths and how does kansas combat that and, and make sure that they're not getting those second looks. Yeah, I think for KU, it's an interesting dynamic because you look at Providence and what they do, you know, I think they rank like, you know, 100th maybe or 90-something in offensive rebound percentage. For Providence, you got to pick your poison here because if you're going to crash the boards, that means you're going to leave some space behind you for KU to push the pace in transition. And I think if you're Providence, you don't want that to happen. You're going to try and make this a little bit more of a dogfight than an up-and-down game because I think you take KU offensively more often than not in that type of game. And I don't know if Providence defense you know, uh, can slow KU's offense if they are running like that. So I think for Providence, you got to make the decision. Are you going to go crash the boards and try and get extra opportunities there and risk KU kind of pushing the pace and getting things going in transition? Or are you going to go send guys back and really concede that you're going to get one-shot possessions in a lot of them. Um, so I think that's an interesting dynamic for sure. Is one of the biggest matchups tonight going to be what David McCormick can do against Nate uh, Watson? Um, to some degree. I think, honestly, for me, I look at someone like Ochai Abaji, and I think, obviously, KU has had the emergence of Remy Martin, but I think Ochai has not been as efficient. I think his shooting percentage is like 38% from the field since March started. So I think that's kind of where the game hinges for me. I think you look at McCormick and can he just stay on the floor? You know, he's obviously dealing with the foot injury. I think we've talked about that several times uh, where, you know, you watch him walk in the hallways and he's still kind of hobbling. And I think that's notable for me at least. So I think for me, it's not, can Dave McCormick go get 20 and 10? It's can Dave McCormick go play 27 minutes and allow Mitch Lightfoot to come in and play, you know, about 10 and have maybe one of the freshmen play just a handful um, so I think for KU, it's just about how many minutes McCormick can play because he's so good on the offensive glass that he's going to get you four, you know, four or five extra opportunities on the offensive glass, and can you turn those into extra points? So I think that obviously he's going to be big, but I probably look maybe to Ochai for being my kind of the key matchup in the game. Everybody knows the the skill set and the and the talent of. Abaji, do you kind of have a number in your mind? Abaji needs to go get X amount of points for this team to to be in a good position to win the basketball game tonight. Yeah, I usually think you know about that nineteen point mark. Can you get kind of into that nineteen point mark on, and do it on you know that kind of forty five to fifty percent shooting from the field? Um, the, the actual shooting numbers don't come off the top of my head, but something around that. Where can he not be one of these guys that's going to get you know? Yeah, you can get twenty points, but is he doing it on you know? four of 15 shooting, you know, those are the type of games you have to avoid in March just because, you know, the games tend to slow down and you're going to have less possessions. So you really need to focus on taking high percentage shots. And I think for me, something that's interesting is the defensive scheme that 
Providence runs is a little bit like what Creighton did against KU last week, where they're going to kind of let KU shoot a lot of mid-range jumpers. And Ochai, for as good as he is, his one vice is kind of the, the pull-up mid-range shots that he just sometimes will take, and they're some of the most inefficient shots. He shoots like 29% on them. And they're already, you know, in terms of like basketball numbers, not considered to be good shots. So then you add on top of that, that Ochai is not necessarily good shooting them. You know, he has to be really disciplined and not take those shots because those end up being wasted possessions. And I think, again, like a game like this where you're probably looking at it being a little bit slower, you know, you can't have that. So I think for me, you look at Ochai, can he get kind of that 19-point mark, do it on some more efficient shooting? If he does, I think he's in a really good spot. Do you think that Kansas needs to keep the floor spaced out on the offensive end to do that, to allow uh, not only Abaji but Martin to to get inside and, and get those high-percentage shots? Man, we're just running through some of the points I have in a film room coming out later. Exactly. The spacing is huge. And Bill Self compared it to a bunch of third graders playing basketball. As He kind of said that that's what KU looked like against Creighton. And so that's been the big focus this week. Can you fill both corners? And then – allow guys like Remy Martin or Dewan Harris or, you know, any one of the wings that KU has that are really good at slashing to the rim. Can you space the floor correctly so that those guys have space to operate? Because, you know, Watson is not necessarily one of these elite shot blockers like, you know, Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga or Shibway at Kentucky, right? He's someone that is decent in the paint, can hold the zone in the post, but you're not really concerned about him going up and blocking five shots a game. So, I think for KU, spacing is going to be crucial. And so I think if you're watching the game, you know, first four minutes or so, just look at the corners. Does KU have guys in the corners, or are they kind of closer to the wing? And if they're closer to the wing, that's going to be trouble for KU. Michael, what what has gone into the defensive adjustments and improvements for Kansas down the stretch? I think it's just focus. If you watch this team during non-conference play and even the first portion of Big 12 play, they were a team that leaned into the fact that they were an offensive team and they would kind of coast it on the defensive end, and you could see it. They were not locked into matchups, and knowing the scouting report, um, there were times, I think, against maybe Iowa State where they let Brockington get to his left hand like five or six times, and Bill Self was visibly frustrated on the sideline. And I think now that postseason has started, this is a team that has kind of said, it's the old adage of kind of flipping the switch, and you see it a lot in the NBA, but this is a team that I think has kind of realized that, all right, it's time to lock in now. And you've seen that the intensity has been a lot better. They've been a lot better you know, kind of sticking to scouting reports. I think there was maybe a four-minute stretch against Creighton where that didn't happen. But I think in general, it's a team that has really said, all right, it's time to focus on the defensive end. And they've got the pieces to defend. It's always just been a question of how locked in are they to the scouting report and how kind of focused are they every single possession throughout a game. This is a program that, that's consistently at this level, year in, year out. I mean, it's a, it's a blue blood. We all recognize that. But how does that consistency from the program help this particular basketball team and maybe even some of the younger kids that are there for the first or maybe even the second time? I think it helps that the head coach has been there and done that and knows how to manage the stress of a time of year like this. Because it's so interesting because most of this team has not been in a position like this. For Jalen Wilson, this is the first time he's played in the second weekend. You know, this is a team that hasn't made the Sweet 16 since 2018. You know, in 2019, they lost to Auburn in the second round. They got blown out. You know, then COVID happens and 2020's tournament gets canceled. Then last year, they get blown up by USC in the second weekend. So this is a team that doesn't necessarily have the same experience in terms of making it to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight that maybe that 2018 and teams prior to that had. So I think having a head coach like, you know, Bill Self, who obviously has been there and done that. And I think as his career has gone on, 
um, seems maybe more comfortable in general. You know, I think you watch some of the press conferences, you can tell he's just more comfortable with things. And I think that that can rub off on his players. Um, and this group can get tight. I think if you watch them over the last week, you know, the last four games of the Big 12 slate, they got tight. You saw it at Baylor, you saw it at TCU, and you saw it at Texas or against Texas at Allen Fieldhouse. This group plays tight when the stakes are high. So I think it kind of helps that the head coach can maybe alleviate some of that stress and make the guys play free. Yeah, how important is it for them to be loose in this game and get that transition game going? Because when they get the transition game going, this team seems to flow a little bit better. Is that important that they get that done early tonight? 100%. I think they need one of those runs early in the game that can help them get in a rhythm, build some confidence. I think the last thing, this team has shown it can come back, right? It's done it at Oklahoma, at Kansas State. But it's different when you're behind and you know your season could end. And I think for KU, it's going to be big. Can you get out to an early lead? Not necessarily like a 10-point lead, but can you get out, you know, two possessions? Can you get it by six points? And I think that will give KU some cushion, you know, against Creighton, for example. KU got up by nine at one point, but then they gave up some of the lead, but they had that cushion where you don't have to be perfect every single defensive possession. And I think that for them, if you're able to score some points early, get running a little bit, I think that will help them uh, alleviate some of that stress or some of the anxiety that can come from playing in a big stage like this. So I think you're spot on. Michael, I was reading an article the other day, and they were interviewing Coach Cooley over at Providence. He was talking about how this is his first matchup against Kansas, and I believe he said it was Providence's first time as well, which I thought was kind of odd. But when you look at that, does the brand factor of KU come into play like when you're stepping on the court you've never seen these guys and you're going up against a blue blood like KU does that a factor at all as far as the mental aspect maybe for some teams but honestly listening to the Providence team talk yesterday I mean they're a confident bunch I mean they should be they won the, the you know the big east that had you know Creighton Villanova UConn you know like it was a solid year for the big east and I think that they have every right to be confident I think maybe for you know, if you're talking about maybe a different mid-major, yeah, that can definitely play a role and that can help KU. But I think against a team like this that clearly is tough and clearly um, is confident going into it, I'm not sure if the, the brain factor has much of an impact. Michael, what are you, uh, what are you working on right now for, uh, for Fognet.com in, in, in 247 Sports? Yeah, definitely. So um, whenever we uh, finish up here, I'll go and publish a film room kind of covering a little bit of the stuff that we've talked about today and then going to write a little bit about kind of KU trying to take the next step and what Bill Self thinks KU can do to do that because obviously now they've got to keep building on what they have because they are now the national title favorites. So a lot of good stuff to come here today before the game. As always, it's a pleasure, Michael. Appreciate your time. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That is uh, Michael Swain from uh, Kansas 247 Sports and Fognet.com. I was looking – look, Remy Martin's a super senior. Uh, uh, Ochai Baji is a senior. But they also have three sophomores and six six freshmen on this roster. So uh, they haven't been, as he pointed out, you know, to to all of these, you know, great uh, Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, and Final Fours. But – well, over the years, the program certainly has, and there's there's that expectation. And I guess from Bill Self's standpoint, maybe knowing what the process is all about, a a you're comfortable in, in, in that environment, and you're able to, I guess, pass that along to, to the kids. So 
Uh, there you go. All right, 743. It's uh, 17 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. As we mentioned, Baylor football uh, practice number two yesterday. We're going to hear from Sean Bell coming up in just a couple of minutes. Want to remind you that Pioneer Steel and Pipe has a new location in – well, it's in it's – in, process right now they're they're putting it together for you over at uh, loop 340 south next door to uh, busby feed and well we drove by there the other day it is going to be a fantastic facility it is going to mm-hmm. be uh well, it, it's going to be big i can tell you that oh, yeah it's big <laughs> it was it i was like whoa that uh yeah but yeah that's what they're they got going on so hey next time you're out on loop 340 check out the construction at pioneer steel and pipe they've been serving central texans since 1943 now stop and think about that you're not in business for all of these years if you are not good at what you do and provide quality service. There's other there's other places to go if you don't do it right. So clearly, clearly, uh, John Braden and the entire Emory family has done it right all these years since 1943. They offer the best in, in custom metal buildings. Hay and equipment barns, residential metal roofing, garage and carport covers. Uh, they carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches. Uh, and, and look, if you're building a uh, a metal building or a barn dominium, you need some direction, you need some help, look no further than the fine folks at Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and they'll help you find that best contractor for the project. Uh, they've got two great locations. They're down in Bryan, and, of course, they're right here in Waco. They're still at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, so they just just got the day going here a couple of minutes ago. And they're open on Saturdays, 8 until noon. Remember, they deliver and they unload. And you can always check out Pioneer Steel and Pipe 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, March 31st, and hear from track and field head coach Michael Ford and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. StarTex Propane has been servicing McLennan and surrounding counties since 1976. This local and family-owned business is happy to take care of all your commercial and residential propane needs, including tank service, refills, outdoor kitchens, grills, fireplace units, turkey fryers, and fish cookers. StarTex offers competitive pricing that will meet or beat their competitors. So head on over to their website, StarTexPropane.com, or stop by the Big Red Building on LaSalle Avenue and join the more than 14,000 customers in Central Texas that choose StarTex Propane for all their propane needs. A lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. 
ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at Diamore Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop Diamore Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. Make your dreams come true in 2022. First Central Credit Union has no closing costs and low interest rates on home equity loans now through June 30th. Build dreams with your home's equity for home renovations or unexpected expenses. Get quick decisions from a local institution you trust. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Loans subject to credit approval. Membership eligibility and loan policies. Rates subject to change without notice. Restrictions may apply. Minimum home equity loan is $10,000. Member NCUA. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The overall number one seed has fallen. Arkansas knocked off Gonzaga 74-68 to move on to the Elite Eight where they will meet Duke who eliminated Texas Tech 78-73. The number one seed in the South region was also sent home as Houston beat Arizona 72-60. The Cougars will next meet Villanova who sent Michigan packing 63-55. Baylor baseball is on the road this weekend at Oklahoma. The series starts at 6.30 tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball is also in Norman to take on the top-ranked Sooners. They also get underway at 6.30, and you can hear the broadcast on Cool 101. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly. All right, 7.49, 11 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas as we welcome you into a Friday morning. You got big plans this weekend? You doing anything exciting? Mm, watching basketball. It's <laughs> pretty exciting. Yeah, <laughs> if, if last night's any indicator, <laughs> it's, you know, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it was some good stuff last night. And that's, you know, we we talk about it, but I think that's exactly what the NCAA needed. I mean, there was, you know, there was really good games. Uh, when 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 there's more eyeballs on the television, there were there were so many really good games, high caliber, and not just close games. I mean, you can have a bunch of close games that aren't very good, mm-hmm. not well played. These were well played, well coached, close basketball games. They really were. I just wish that they would have been able to flip the format and you could have had Duke and Tech as an early game and Houston and uh, Arizona as a late game so you could actually just enjoy both of them. Yeah, that was... Instead <laughs> <laughs> of flipping back and forth between but, commercials. Well, yeah, well, and that's the thing. You'd, you'd, you'd get so interested in one and forget to go back yep. to the other. But And then how about Scott Drew? Uh, I thought he did a good job. Uh, what was it, TBS last night uh, mm-hmm. as, a, as a desk analyst? Uh, I thought he f- kind of fit right in. Uh, I-, I did find it interesting that the the NBA crew that they have, head by uh, Ernie Johnson, and that all of them, but Ernie went over to to the CBS telecast. I mean, you had Charles Barkley and all the, all those guys were over there, and then uh, Ernie was over at TBS with a different group, and 
I, I found that interesting, but I thought I thought Scott Drew did a great job last night. I he, mean, because that can't for it. look. There, you, you got or you know, you got ninety people talking in your headset, and 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 if you're not accustomed to that, it can really throw you off. I mean, because I'm I guarantee you they were talking about, hey, here comes the video. This is what we're looking at, and all of those kind of things. And I thought I thought he handled it like a pro. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he was spot on. It was. I was enjoying listen to him analyze and, and talk about the teams that, you know, he he know, he knows the game of basketball. He knows all these coaches. He's been around all these coaches. And I, I you know, he, he even mentioned that he he called coach K, you know, after his championship mm-hmm. and asked him, "Hey, how do you handle this? I I'm in new territory. What do I do?" I thought that was interesting too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh football. Let's uh, switch gears uh, a day 2 of the spring drills. Baylor football as they uh, get ready for their spring game on April the twenty third. The big one of the big storylines, guys, is is the quarterback battle. Who's you know is it uh, is it Bo Hannon's job? Is it uh, Shapin's job? Could somebody come out of the uh, come out of the pack uh, and and win the job? I mean, so it, it's very interesting to see how this thing is all going to unfold. And and uh, one of the things that. Uh, that uh, Sean Bell, the quarterback coach, talked about. He talked about the competition. Yeah, I think you know. I think we're competing everywhere. You know, that's the name of the game. Is every every position, every year, we're going to put the best eleven on the field on offense and defense. And I think Gary understands that. Blake understands that. Kyron and CJ understand that. And so, um, that's the nature of the beast. Is every football is about competing every single day. Those guys welcome that. They encourage that. And I think they they want that. I don't think they want anything handed to them. They know that competition is going to breed, uh, you know, success, and they're going to keep building from from that competition. Gary makes Blake better. Blake makes Gary better. Kyron makes all of them better, and so does CJ. So out of that, who's the starting quarterback? Who knows? <laughs> he kept that. Yeah. He, that stays. That's going to be, gonna be cl- that's kept close to the best. That's going to be kept close to the best. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, there's there's always that possibility. I di- you know, when you were talking to him yesterday, you, you didn't get that feel. But you know what? After spring, you never know. Well, I mean, you absolutely never know. That was like last year, right? Like when we were, we were talking with Jacob Zeno and them, you could never really tell. But once the dust settled and he realized, hey, I'm not the starter, he bolted. Not only was he not the starter, he wasn't the backup. No, he he, he was he, Zeno ended up in that third third spot, and when you're in the three chair, then he was yeah he was out of there. Uh, now, Bell did talk about uh, the quarterback room embracing being better as we take the next step as a football team. You know, there were times last year offense was may have, may have played better, and later in the year I felt like our defense was was you know really playing good football and carrying us. You look at the Sugar Bowl, I think we as an offense know that we've got to take that next step. We lost some guys on defense, um, and the quarterback room specifically. Our goal is to to be way more consistent, to be way more involved. You lose a couple playmakers, and so our game has to step up. And so, um, yeah, we we've got to we've got to be better in that room, and we understand that and, and embrace that challenge. A lot of fun, and I, in, in that's, you know, they've got goals and specific goals, and I think uh, listening to Sean, they even set daily goals uh, when they go out to practice. So uh, it, it, it is about getting better. And, look, uh, Dave Aranda said that he would like to have a, a this quarterback situation squared away at the end of spring. But, Ward, you know this. He, the One of those quarterbacks has to win the job it can't be about the coach picking the quarterback. Somebody's got to clearly become that starter. Right now, the way they're going about it is Bohannon's the starter and, and Shapin has to go beat him out. It's the only way you can do it. I don't think you can try to just say, hey, this is this is our guy and let it just lie at that. 
because you want that competition. You know, again, I've said it many a time, the best competition you can have on a football team is internal competition. If you don't have that, you're not going to get better on a daily basis. And, that you know, you don't just get better on game day. You've got to get better in practice. And without internal competition, it, it doesn't create that. So, you know, the best scenario for them is to keep having that internal competition, not only at the quarterback position, but every position on the field. That's the way you get better. You know, iron sharpens iron. And so if if you can have that situation where you've got a guy that, you know, you entrust, well, it makes that guy that that's right there behind him work even harder. And unfortunately, that's becoming a lost art because we've talked about it many times you know that guy that is expected to work harder and push that starter to make him better takes his ball and go play somewhere else that's the only bad thing about this new transfer rule that is really in my opinion hurt college football and you're right uh you've got i'm of the opinion that you get better in the fall during the winter it's it's the weight room, it's the conditioning program, and then it's your spring drills where you compete, 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 and that's where you uh, – and then you see the results in September and October. All right, uh, 7.56, we're four minutes away from 8 o'clock. John Morris is here, the voice of the Bears, and he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's never a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat coming up. It is a jam-packed weekend in Baylor Athletics, including softball and baseball heading north of the Red River. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. May 25th through the 29th, the best teams go to bat on the biggest stage at the Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Join us at Globe Life Fields in Arlington, Texas, and experience college baseball in a climate-controlled environment in one of the major league's premier ballparks while enjoying the surrounding attractions. The Phillips 66 Big 12 Baseball Championship. Tickets on sale now at texasrangers.com big 12. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. A busy weekend in Baylor Athletics includes track and field running at the Clyde Littlefield Texas Relays. That continues through the weekend. Baylor Equestrian competes in the Big 12 Championships in Burleson beginning today. 
Women's tennis on the road at Oklahoma and Oklahoma State this weekend. Men's tennis at TCU on Friday. And acrobatics and tumbling heading down to Belton. They'll take on Mary Harden Baylor coming up this evening at 6. The weekend also includes Baylor baseball and softball taking on OU. Softball taking on the defending national champs and the number one team in the nation tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 2, and Sunday at 1. While baseball takes on the Sooners beginning tonight at 6.30, here's baseball head coach Steve Rodriguez on the Bears gaining momentum heading into their second conference series. Well, I think you know, the biggest thing was Saturday. I thought our guys played really well. I mean, we, we, we hit the ball well. Um, you know, we just didn't end, obviously, the way we wanted it to. And to watch our guys come back on Sunday and from the first inning on continue to put uh, some offensive pressure um, on their defense and on their pitching staff and then allow our pitchers to kind of do what they did, that was a great sign. And knowing that, you know, you work really hard on Saturday and you don't come up with a win when you should have, and then all of a sudden you come back and you, you do it right again on Sunday, um, that, that's a great sign for us. And being able to take that momentum in along with a great win on Tuesday is a very a big bonus for us. Coach Rod of the Bears taking on the Oklahoma Sooners. Games tonight at 6.30, tomorrow at 2, and Sunday at 2. All three right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Have a safe weekend. I'm John Morris. Recently on the John Morris Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, it seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Call Waco Foundation Repair today. Waco Foundation is a family-owned business specializing in foundation repair for your home or business. With over 40 years of experience in the construction industry, they take pride in all the work they do. If you see cracks, don't stress, call the best. Waco Foundation Repair. Call them today at 254-420-4910 for your free estimate. Or you can visit them on their website at wacofoundationrepair.com. That's wacofoundationrepair.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas from the Allen Samuels Studios, and we're brought to you in part by Good Feet, Versalive Southwest, Pro Star Rental, and Big Boys Record. We are joined now by Ryan Aber from the Oklahoman. And, Ryan, it's uh, another big weekend in the Big 12, and you've got uh, the, the two Baylor teams headed to uh, to Norman, baseball and softball. Let's begin with baseball. Your overall thoughts on this series and, and the significance of opening Big 12 conference play for Oklahoma and the Bears already having played three games. Yeah, I think certainly uh, Oklahoma under Skip Johnson wants to get off to a uh, a hot start in, in Big 12 play. Didn't have the season that they were, would have liked uh, last year, and they've been uh, you know a little bit up and down this year. Had some really good performances, especially uh, pitching performances, but uh, have struggled at times. So they certainly want to get off to a, a good start against the against the Bears tonight. Um, especially given the fact that they give give away a, 
home series next weekend, uh, playing Texas uh, down in Arlington instead of uh, up here in Norman. On the softball side of things, just how good is this OU softball team? (laughs) (laughs) It's just incredible. I mean, you think about all the offensive records that they uh, set last year, uh, you know, uh, home run, slugging percentage, uh, and and runs, on and on and on. And so far, this team has been better than that, and they've had the best pitching staff in the country as well. Uh, uh, on top of that, I mean, they, they've only uh, 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 taken, I think it's uh, three games uh, to at least seven innings out of their 26, 26-0, and 0, just uh, dominant uh, so far. And uh, it, it's really hard to see that uh, uh, coming to an end anywhere short of uh, going back to Oklahoma City just because of how good they've been on, on, on both sides. And, and Jocelyn Allo, as good as she's been uh, throughout her career, uh, setting the home run record, has been hitting, since she broke the record, has been hitting the best of her career, which is uh, a pretty dangerous thing to say. <laughs> at 26-0, and 0, do they ever concern themselves about staying focused and motivated? I mean, uh, because it, it does appear from the outside looking in that it you know, that it comes pretty easy to them right now. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is we were talking to uh, Patty Gasso yesterday, and she's been sort of down on this team, uh, and and not that talking, you know, really bad about them, but basically said they were, you know, running along at about a five or a six and, and needed to turn it up a little bit. You know, sometimes – Losing a game can sharpen that focus. We saw that last year when they lost to uh, Georgia in the non-conference schedule, and that really uh, turned them back around. Uh, but uh, you know, so far, even at a at a five or a six, like she said, they've been just dominating teams, and and that'll happen when you've got uh, you know not only Jocelyn Allo but somebody like Tiara Jennings in the lineup, and then on the other side, uh, a freshman like. Jordy Ball and a transfer pitcher like Hope Troutwine, just the, the depth that they've got on both sides, uh, you know, both in the pitching circle and at the plate is just incredible. Does she ever talk about getting enough innings for everybody because of how they run rule so many teams? <laughs> yeah, it, it, she's definitely had to manage that and certainly manage it, especially with the pitchers. There's a lot of times where, you know they'll work, uh, you know, three or, or, or four innings each, uh, and then they'll rotate somebody in to try to get everybody a decent amount of innings. But it's certainly difficult. I mean, you think about all the at bats and all the innings pitched that they've lost by run rule. I mean, it's just uh, it, it, incredible uh, to think. Let's see, the last time that they had a, a, a seven inning game. Uh, for them was way back on February 27th. It's been almost a month. So uh, it's just this run that they're on is is just unbelievable. But at the same time, it's just stuff like this has sort of become the norm under Patty Gasso. Ryan, I want to switch gears on you a little bit and talk basketball. When you, What are the thoughts of Porter Moser's first season up in Oklahoma? What's the pulse around Norman? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I'd say slightly disappointed just because I think uh, a lot of 
folks around here thought that they would at least make the NCAA tournament, but when they miss it, to be able to uh, you know win that initial NIT game and um, have a couple more home games, uh, the the way that they were able to play in both of those really, but it, certainly especially the win, I, I think people are uh, you know a little bit. Uh, Looking forward to to what's going to happen under Porter Moser, uh, the 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 hire, uh, the way that they finished, uh, certainly gave people uh, the, you know some optimism. I think the biggest question is right now is one does Emoji Gibson uh, hang around, and I think uh, there's a lot of indications that he will. He had a great uh, end of the season as they finished strong, uh, and then the other question is how are they going to be able to uh, add size in the middle because that was the one thing that was missing for this team. You know, Tanner Groves wasn't the big, uh, you know, bang it out in the middle and be able to defend on that end as well. That type of guy, you know, he's more uh, acclimated to either being a guy off the bench or or the four spot. Uh, That's the one thing that they were missing uh, this season uh, that they need to add. But I think, uh, you know, overall, some like I said, some disappointment that they missed the tournament, but at the same time, some optimism for the future in that uh, Porter Moser got this team turned around after a really rocky uh, stretch there toward the end of the regular season. Let's keep bouncing around. Let's talk about spring football. Uh, obviously, a, a new coach, new coaching staff. That's one element. W- what are some of the other things that this staff needs to get done, in your opinion, this spring uh, to, to head into fall? Oh, there's all, all kinds of stuff, but you've got to start off with, uh, you know, the, the, just the install of both the offenses and the defenses. I think for them, on the offensive side, uh, it's such a benefit that they got Dylan Gabriel out of the transfer portal, not just because of his talent, and he's shown uh, plenty of it uh, during his time at the Central Florida, but because he knows Jeff Levy's offense and, and has it down already, so there's no big learning curve for him, and he can help those other guys, uh, you know, get their their minds around it. One of the biggest things is adjusting to the tempo uh, that they play with. You know, y'all are, are well familiar with that uh, down in Waco. What uh, you know, some of the things that that offense looked like uh, a few years ago. Now it has uh, gone through some adjustment as Jeff Levy has moved from, you know, Central Florida and then to Ole Miss to here. But uh, one of the, the biggest focuses has been that tempo uh, that they play with. And then on the defensive side, it's uh, uh, finding who is going to fit in the secondary because they lost some really key guys over there, especially at safety with Pat Fields transferring and Delarian Turner-Yell heading into the NFL. Uh, they've got to find some, some uh, uh, folks over there uh, that are going to perform well because they struggled at times there uh, uh, last year. Uh, but uh, all kinds of storylines around the Sooners coming into the spring with new coaches all over and new new, new players all over that they expect to uh, contribute right away, especially that large group of transfers. How are these players adjusting to that practice rate of Jeff Lebby because his offense runs fast and he wants to put strain on them, especially during the spring, so it's not a big surprise to them coming up. But mentally and physically, it's draining on a player. How are they adjusting to that? Yeah, we got a chance to talk to some offensive guys yesterday, and they said it was definitely an adjustment, but uh, the fact that they've got Jerry Schmidt uh, there uh, now 
back at the strength and conditioning coach. He's uh, pretty notorious for putting his players through the ringer. Uh, they say that that's helped, but they say they've got to uh, just play at it for, for a while here in the spring to get used to uh, going through it during the games because uh, it, uh, they, they've got to uh, be able to uh, play at that really fast tempo. And that's something that they really didn't do uh, much of the last couple of years under Lincoln Riley did it early in his, his term, but uh, haven't played much at a quick tempo uh, recently. So uh, it's certainly been an adjustment, but uh, just one that takes time to get there on. Ryan, and on the defensive side of the thing uh, of the ball, we know that Brett Venables is known for having that complex system on the defensive side. How how long is it going to take for that adjustment to come in um, from what they were able, what they were seeing under Alex Grinch to now learning this new system? Yeah, it's certainly a lot for them. We got a chance to talk to some defensive guys earlier this week, and and they said it's uh, just a, a different world, you know, playbook wise with everything that they've got to take in. So, so much of this spring and, and even leading up to the spring is about just drilling the repetition in their minds to make it sort of second nature uh, to them. Cause they said, you know, offense is, uh, it's, it's, it's tough for them uh, to, to predict what uh, they're going to do defensively once they get that down especially compared to what they did last year with Alex Grinch. They said that there was only, you know, maybe three or four things that they do in a certain situation where now there's, you know, double that or, or even more. So uh, it, it's uh, going to take time, uh, certainly, but I think it helps that they've got not only Brent Venables, who's clearly defensive-minded, uh, they're uh, at a head coach spot, Ted Roof, who's been around him, for the last couple of years, and then a couple other guys who've been around there at Clemson. And one of their transfers, Jeffrey Johnson, a defensive lineman from Tulane, who's expected to play a big role for them this year, especially with the departure of uh, Perrion Winfrey uh, to the NFL. Johnson came from that same system uh, down at Tulane. So he said it's not a big adjustment for him, but pretty much for everybody else. Uh, it's been They've had a, a, a steep learning curve this spring. One of the things that's difficult when you have a new coaching staff is the install. Have they said, as Venables or Levy or anybody said, how much of the install they're going to get done in 15 days and, and how much will they have to ramp it back up in the fall to complete that install before the season starts or at least before Big 12 play starts? Yeah, they, they've talked, especially Ted Roof has talked about the uh, sort of the um, different – uh, periods of of install and and that uh, you know there's the the, the pre spring where you you know just drill it in their head sort of on an academic level the the spring where you try to get uh, as much work as you can packed into those those 15 practices uh, especially uh, you know and getting a, a vibe in the, the the scrimmages and then the the spring game of of where they are. And then continuing in the summer and, and into preseason camp. So uh, certainly, it's not something that's going to be finished here uh, in these 15 practices. Uh, but uh, they they certainly want to get as much of it in before they uh, head into the summer as as they can, because like we talked about, it's a, a fairly complicated scheme that they've got. 
And with all the, the the departures on the defensive side of the ball, when you have Dylan Gabe or not Dylan Gabriel, when you have Deshaun White returning that linebacker, does that like does that help him become like I'm the leader now, or what's his role in this? Yeah, I think certainly he's the guy that you you circle and say right now is the leader of that defense. Uh, you know, he's played forever. It seems like uh, played fairly well, but you know hasn't. I think. Uh, had that breakout year that I, I think some people expected last year uh, for them. But uh, he, he's a big part of what they're doing because that, that middle linebacker spot has to sort of take control of the defense. And, you know, he's at the center of this uh, defensive install that we've talked about. And I think he's got certainly the ability to uh, take it up another level, uh, but he needs to show that on the field this year for sure. Who who is going to take the reins and be the leader of this offense in your opinion right now? Oh, I think it, it, you've got to say Dylan Gabriel uh, for for you know everything that we we talked about earlier, but also the the fact that he's really grabbed control of that leadership role and um, made it a point to you know not only uh, spend time around his teammates and and do you know the, uh, just the throwing work the receivers and, and running backs and things like that outside of the structure of practice. But he also made it a point to have one-on-one meetings, you know, go out to, to lunch or dinner with as many of his teammates as possible just to uh, sort of establish himself uh, in, in that role. Now, you know, they've got other guys, Marvin Mims especially, uh, that uh, will be a leader on that side of the ball. Uh, Andrew Rame on the offensive line, but uh, Dylan Gabriel is a guy who's who's really uh, taken the reins uh, in that respect for sure. Hey Ryan, man, we uh, we appreciate your time. Great stuff as always, and, and and thanks so much for being with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on as always. Hey, talk to you soon. It's uh, Ryan Abram from the uh, Oklahoma. And uh, he'll be covering baseball, softball, spring football. He'll he'll have an interesting weekend, to say the least. So, good stuff there. All right, uh, 17 minutes after 8. It's 8-17. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us. We'll uh, we'll talk about we, – we talked a lot about the, uh, the games last night in the NCAA tournament. We'll look ahead to – some of those games that are coming up tonight that uh, will be uh, will be fun to watch. So that's coming up in our next segment here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, if you want to sell your home, you can do it in five days or less. That's right. The brokerage house guarantees are going to sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it, and they're going to buy it for a price that you agree upon prior to listing your home. Uh, if, uh, if you're going to sell that home, you need to contact Aaron Ryan, and the folks at the Brokerage House Realtors, you see they have a, a program that is a marketing program that is proven to generate offers above market value and multiple offers on your home. You sound interesting? You're thinking about selling? Well, then contact Aaron and the gang at 5daystosold.com. That's 5daystosold.com. Or call Aaron at 817-812-2978. Your morning weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Lots of sunshine and lots of heat coming your way. 
We're looking at temperatures above normal right on through the weekend. Sunshine today, a high of 84 degrees. Mostly clear skies tonight. We drop to 45 and just as warm tomorrow. Matter of fact, a few degrees hotter with a high of 87 under mostly sunny skies. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor baseball headed to Norman for a three-game series with the Oklahoma Sooners this weekend. The Bears in Norman to take on OU for a three-game Big 12 series this weekend. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 2 for the Bears and the Sooners. Bears, Sooners, Big 12 baseball this weekend from Norman right here on ESPN Central Texas. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an arch support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN lovers, upgrade your diamond stud earrings for only a penny more. Whatever the occasion you're waiting to upgrade, shop at DMRA Fine Jewelers and gain an all-access VIP pass to our lifetime diamond stud earring program. Spend $500 on a pair of earrings, spend a penny more and upgrade. When she says diamonds, pretty, pretty please, say yes, 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 with a penny on top. Shop DMRA Fine Jewelers today with interest-free financing, 4541 West Waco Drive. See store for details. Make your dreams come true in 2022. First Central Credit Union has no closing costs and low interest rates on home equity loans now through June 30th. Build dreams with your home's equity for home renovations or unexpected expenses. Get quick decisions from a local institution you trust. Apply online today at firstcentralcu.com. Loans subject to credit approval. Membership eligibility and loan policies. Rates subject to change without notice. Restrictions may apply. Minimum home equity loan is $10,000. Member NCUA. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include any one meat plate with two sides for only $8.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Game Time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, 
Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. One of my favorite songs right there. What is that? Dude, that's Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of the Yes. Awesome. You don't know Red Hot Chili Peppers. I've seen Red Hot Chili Peppers. You're too old to know Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers is something you find at a restaurant. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) They've been around a while. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Austin Band. Is it really? Yep. They're awesome. All right. You say so. All right. So <laughs> last night, Ar- Arkansas beat Gonzaga, Nova over Michigan, Duke beat Tech, and Houston a winner over Arizona. You're down to one. You're down to one um, number one seed. And, fellas, I, I'm of the opinion that that number one seed certainly gets to, to New Orleans. We agree or disagree on that one? I think they should, but Providence is eerily similar to Kansas. Um, you know, and I think that if you have an opportunity to slay the giant, you know, you're going to give everything that you have. But ultimately, I think Kansas is just too talented, especially with the guys like Obaji for Providence to contain them. I think it depends on how they come out tonight. Do they come out loose or do they come out tight? If they come out loose and they can get some transition game going, they run away with this game tonight. Uh, if they – or tight and they cannot get that wheel moving and they can't spread the floor offensively, it could be a long night for Kansas. It really could. Providence that is that good mm-hmm. uh, on the offensive end. Uh, and, again, uh, if they can get you know the second looks that they've been able to get all season long, they're going to be a tough out. But if Kansas can prevent that and get in transition and, and run the floor, I, I think they could run away with this basketball game tonight. Does, does St. Peter's, do they uh... – No. Do they do they push Purdue at all? I, I hope. I, I I would like to say yeah. I think they do, but I just I think Purdue's too good. And 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 look, St. Peter's is is played above their head, and sometimes, you know that that only lasts so long. I you know it, at some point that's going to come crashing down, and it may come crashing down tonight. And, and the one X factor that they're not accustomed to. All of the media attention that they've received over the last mm-hmm. week or so. Look, no, no one even knew who they were until they uh, until they got. I mean, on the we floor were giggling the at their mascot, the yeah. pelic- uh, the, <laughs> the peacock. Peacock, yeah. The one thing I will say is the one thing that again's kind of been the common theme in this in this tournament is they will play defense. Now, what does that do to to Purdue? I don't know, uh, but they are going to guard you. Uh, I, yeah, I, I've watched them their two games, and that's the one thing you know. And I, you know, they interviewed the, the the coach last night. And he kept saying, "I, I want to get past all this media. I want to get on the floor." Uh, so I think they're a little anxious, and, and we'll see what that does. But uh, you know, I just hope they don't get beat by thirty. I don't think they'll get beat by thirty. I think they'll play defense enough, don't you, to to not get run out of the gym. I think they will, too. And if they do I, a good I, job of driving in and getting Purdue's bigs in foul trouble, that could easily open the game up for them. It could. And, you know, I, I do think Purdue wins by double digits, but I don't think that they completely run them out of the gym. I don't. I think it's late in the game when they pull away. Is, I hope so. Which Iowa State team do we get tonight? The one that scores 36 or the one that scores 86? I, I think Iowa State 
is on such a, a roll right now, and they have so much confidence. I would not want to be Miami right now taking on this team. I wouldn't either, but at the same time, Miami's – I think the way that they play, that, that guard-oriented style, that, that fast pace could be something that slips up Iowa State. Yeah, they haven't seen the defense that yeah. Iowa State has in the Big 12. I mean, I think the Big 12 lends to Iowa State, and you know they've been through the ringer. Miami hadn't been through a ringer no, all season haven't. long. I they mean, haven't. they've kind of walked in the park, and so – you know, if push comes to shove, I'm taking Iowa State just because of what they've been through this season. And then the game that I think we're all kind of, you know, for different reasons, but I, I'm really looking forward to North Carolina and UCLA. I, I think this could be a, as we say in the business, a humdinger. I mean, it, this could be fun. I mean, both are playing well. Uh, nor, this is as, I mean, look, look, look where, look where North Carolina was. Just a few weeks ago, and look where they are today. I mean, it's it's almost a different basketball team. I mean, they have notched it up a couple of rings, and, and they're playing well. They are. I had UCLA pick to win this, uh, but North Carolina, after seeing them in person, I just feel like they're on a mission right now. And I, I go back to it, Brady Manick getting ejected. You know, does he use that as momentum to carry over into this game? But UCLA, you cannot sleep on them. Tiger Campbell is a phenomenal mm. guard, yep. and they're here for a reason. They are. I, I just think UCLA's too good. I think they get it done tonight. So there you go. Uh, that's that's kind of where it's at. And I'll say this about Manic. Uh, that dude had, what, 26, 27 points in 26 or 27 yeah. minutes played. He was, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of answers for what he was able to get done in the game. And, and I mean, if, if he gets loose like that and gets into that flow, that rhythm, Wow, he yeah. he he's he's certainly an X factor. So I, I do think you have to look back at where North Carolina has come from too, though. I think Baylor took a lot out of their tank, and I know Good it's point. been a week, but Baylor stressed them uh, enough to really give him some fits and and put them into overtime. That's on film now for UCLA as well. So you know, I I think it you know for me that as much as anything else, lean, uh, leans into UCLA's favor. My only concern with that is, as far as like Baylor pushing them, is if, <laughs> I'll probably catch the grief. If Manic doesn't go out that game, that's not even close. Baylor doesn't have a chance. E- My opinion. E- I, I agree. I, I think that UCLA does not lose that twenty-five point lead if he's not if he's in the ball game. Not at all. No, I, I agree with that. And in the other look, they had what they, he went out of the game, and I think they had another foul. They had to go play some kids late. That they didn't t- – well, the five that was on the floor had never been on the floor together. Right. It, they, so, you know, you, you it did stress them a little bit, but it also showed them that there were some other things that they could get done if they had to. And, again, as, as, Coach, as Coach pointed out, they're on the floor with five guys that had never been on the floor together. So, it, it, interesting. We're going to find out uh, tonight as uh, St. Peter's takes on Purdue – uh, and then it's Providence and KU, North Carolina, then UCLA. And then the late, late, late game is Iowa State and Miami. All right, it is uh, 8.30. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. After today's, I finally found somebody and I said, where do y'all put all the postgame audio? Like, can you tell me? And so at some point, the poor guy just looks at me and he goes, now, we used to put it on YouTube, but we really just don't put it anywhere now. But he said, we have transcripts available to you immediately on the Dropbox. Oh, we could do that. I could just read them to you. (laughs) (laughs) We could just read the quotes. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 80 Sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees they will sell your home in five days or less, or they will buy it for a price you agree upon prior to listing your home. They're your connection to buyers from not only around Central Texas, but also nationally. If you're going to sell your home, there's only one real estate agent you should trust, and that's Aaron Ryan at the Brokerage House Realtors. Aaron has a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value and multiple offers. For more information, visit 5daystosow.com. That's 5 days to so.com. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms. And the variety of our shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if we don't have it, they don't make it. And the Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find ammo, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, April 2nd, 9 to 5, and April 3rd at the Harker Heights event center. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The overall number one seed has fallen. Arkansas knocked off Gonzaga 74 68 to move on to the Elite Eight where they will meet Duke, who eliminated Texas Tech 78 73. The number one seed in the South region was also sent home as Houston beat Arizona 72 60. The Cougars will next meet Villanova, who sent Michigan packing 63 55. Baylor baseball is on the road this weekend at Oklahoma. The series starts at 6 30 tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball is also in Norman to take on the top ranked Sooners. They also get underway at 6.30. You can hear the broadcast on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service, Pro Star Rental, Good Feet, and VersaLift Southwest. All right, 834, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. John Moore's program coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon, and John's going to have Tracy Taylor from the uh, Bobby Bragan Slugger Award on the program. 
at 3 this afternoon. Uh, we are now joined here on the show by Jeff Wilson. Covers the Rangers and uh, writes on Substack.com. We'll talk about that coming up in a couple of minutes. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. Kind of give us an overview on camp and how you think this camp has unfolded. Are there any big surprises that are coming out of surprise? <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I've been there – I've been there twice. I'm going back next week. Um, you know, I, I would I would say that the, the offense has been maybe better than you'd expect. Um, going going in, you know, with, with two new hitting coaches basically. Um, you know, Corey Seager's been very good. Uh, Mitch Garver's been very good. So I, I think th- those are to be expected. But you've seen Nick Solak have a have a nice start. Andy Abanez have a nice start. And then uh, a lot of the prospects, including Davis Wenzel. Davis Wenzel. Wenzel has been one of the stars of camp. So I, I think that uh, the, the young players might be a little closer to the major leagues. I don't think they're going to make the, the opening day roster, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see some, some Wenzel-like prospects, you know, the guys who are double A AA and triple A, uh, make it to the majors at some point this season. So I, I, think, I think those have been the, the, the highlights so far. How good can this middle infield be for the Rangers? Well, I mean, you <laughs> You got a World Series MVP and a guy who's finished third in the AL MVP voting the last two full major league seasons. So uh, it can be great. <clears throat> you know, uh, Simeon's a, a Gold Glove winner, so the defense is there. You know, Seager, that's probably the question mark is his defense. You know, people think he may have to move to third base eventually, but uh, he's what 27. Uh, he knows how to hit. You know, it's <laughs> it's got a chance to be, to be really good and. You know, in baseball, you win up the middle, <clears throat> and um, you know the Rangers have have uh, you know some questions in center field, depending on how that shakes out in the future. But uh, right now, it, it, you'd be hard pressed to find two better middle infielders on the same team. Jeff, what does Mitch Garver bring to this team? Well, you know, basically, I think the the number one thing is is offense. You know, it, it, you look at catchers, and you can count on on one hand the guys who. Uh, can can provide the offense that Garver can. Now he's he's been injured the last two years, um, but in his last full healthy season, he hit 31 home runs. <laughs> you just don't see that from catchers. I mean, what do you got? Salvador Perez in Kansas City, maybe Grant Dahl with the White Sox if you can put up with a 200 average. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's unique to to see a catcher who can do that. And and he is more experienced. You know, he he's he's a little bit older. Uh, he's still arbitration eligible, which is which is interesting. But he he is a little bit older, a little more experienced, and he's going to be the everyday guy. And it just he he adds depth to the lineup. He's probably going to hit in the middle of the order, and um, it, the Rangers got better. There's no doubt that they got better when they made that trade. Busy with Jeff Wilson covers the Rangers for uh, Substack.com. Jeff, what is a uh, a fair expectation for Willie Calhoun? <clears throat> well, you know. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, really, you know, he, he's, he's been injured. He's, he's, he's kind of, you know, can get into his own head. Um, I, I think it's going to help him that he's just going to be DH, you know, there's going to be very little left field for him. So he doesn't have to worry about defense. Um, when, 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 when he's been healthy in you know, 2019, the last time he had a, he had a really good season. Um, he, he says he's gone back to, to that he said he's made a mental adjustment since getting hit in the face and hit in the arm and, and the last two seasons um but you got to see it you got to see him stay healthy 
you know, because while he's had the, the, the freak injuries or the, the severe injuries, he's also had a lot of hamstring and groin problems. Um, if he can stay on the field, he's got a chance, and he's got protection. You know, he doesn't have to do it all. He, he's got Simeon and Seager and Garber, who we mentioned. Have they mentioned the – The pressure should be off. I, I'm sorry. Have, have the Rangers said uh, publicly how many ABs they would like for him to get? No, but it it seems like he's going to be the everyday DH. Um, it, there are there is there is flexibility. Uh, you know, he does have the issues against left-handers that he's trying to work through. So, uh, but but I wouldn't be surprised if it's if he gets more than 400 at bats if he's healthy. And and you know, again, that's a huge if based on his track record. But you know, if he's healthy and and he can hit right-handers and can hit left-handers a little bit. Yeah, four. I don't think four hundred bats is, is is hard to uh, imagine. Is Chris Woodward on the hot seat this season? No, I don't think so. They they extended him. Um, you know, they the Rangers have, have really, you know, John Daniels and Chris Young have said that that you know they can't make up uh, you know forty games in the standings this year. You know, they they lost. <laughs> they only won sixty times last year. Then you know to make a to I think the the last playoff team last year won 92 games. So, you know, it's going to be hard to, A, win the division and win 100 and even get a wild card. Even with the playoffs expanded, it's going to be hard. So, um, but they need to show improvement. They've already, you know, they've already extended him. I think next year is the year. You know, if if, if this year's a, a, an utter disaster, I think that, that next year is the year that Chris Woodward can start feeling some heat. Jeff, in your opinion, what are the some of the pros and the cons of the expanded roster? Well, the the pros are, you know, trying trying to protect the the pitchers, especially you know, trying to trying to give them a chance to uh, build up and not have to worry about you know on opening day throwing seven innings and a hundred pitches uh, when they're not built up to to do that. So. Uh, that's good. Uh, it, it, it it creates a roster opportunity for uh, one of the starters who doesn't make the rotation. So let's say uh, AJ Alexi or Glenn Otto or uh, Spencer Howard and guys like that. Uh, and and then you know they they can the Rangers have the luxury of of maybe a guy they want to make the roster who maybe has a crappy spring. Maybe that gives him a little more time to to work things out with the big league hitting coaches. Uh, I'm thinking of a guy like Matt Carpenter, the, the former Cardinals All-Star and TCU uh, great. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I really the, the the con the con of it is on May 1st when the ro- rosters shrink. How, how how do you send send a guy down? Let's say if he's been really good in the bullpen, uh, but you want him to start. You know how do you how do you strike that balance and and those will be some tough decisions. I and mean, I know it's only two of them, but nevertheless, um, I, I think it, it it maybe can lead to a little uh, some hurt feelings uh, early in the season that, that hopefully the young guys will get over quickly. Jeff, you mentioned uh, you can't make up you know the forty games this year. And what is a fair expectation in your opinion for this club uh, to say yes, this is the significant amount of progress that that we were looking for in the win column. Well, I mean, okay, if they win 75 games, I mean, that, that's 75 and 87, and you, you look at 12 games under, and you're like, you know, that's that's not a good season. I don't think I don't think 
players would be happy with that, but that's a 15 game improvement. And, and that's, that's hard to do. Now, you know, uh, Simeon Seeger, uh, John Gray, the players who are coming back are supposed to be better. You know, they, they're another year of, of experience, a little smarter. They know what to expect now. And like Nathaniel Lowe at first base should be a much better player, uh, at least in, in theory. So, you know, I, I don't know that if that 500 mark is possible, 81 wins. Um, but I, I think upper 70s would, would be a, a deemed a success. Uh, you, you think back to 2008, uh, the Rangers went uh, like 80 and 82, somewhere in there, 79 and 83. And then the next year, they, they went to the last week of the season. They finished uh, above 500. And, and then in 2010, is when they they went and won the the, the division and the, the went to the World Series. So I, I think if you could could take a jump like that and go from 60 to maybe the the upper upper 70s to lower 80s in the next year, look to to, to make that next jump. I think I think that'd be a, a successful year. All right, you could follow the Rangers with Jeff uh, on Substack. Tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what they get. Sure. Uh, for five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year at jeffwilson.substack.com, you get daily coverage of the Rangers. I, it's cheaper than than uh, the morning news. It's cheaper than the Star Telegram, which doesn't even cover the team anymore. Uh, if, and, and and you know, it's not like I'm just some rookie off the street. You know, I, I've been doing this for fifteen years, so you, you get good stuff. I just posted a Q and A with John Daniels that nobody else has. So, um, and then and then today, you know, I cover the farm system. Davis Wenzel, uh, he and his mother's a, a subscriber and a big fan. So uh, if, if, if if a Baylor X is, is, is down for it, then, then maybe you guys in Waco should be too. There you go. Hey, Jeff, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, take care. You bet. That's uh, Jeff Wilson. Uh, covers the Rangers, and uh, you can you can get it at Substack.com. I'm, I'm a subscriber. I think Ward is a subscriber. I am. Uh, Despite I'm about the, to be after that. Stuff, I'm bitch. telling you, <laughs> and look, look, like today he will have a report on the farm system. Uh, it, it, great stuff. So, and then uh, I think it's a T.R. Taylor, uh, who wrote for the Forward Star Telegram for years and years. He he does a kind of a walk down memory lane with him, uh, looking back at the Rangers, particularly in the early days. It, it really is good stuff if you're a baseball guy. All right, uh, eight forty-five. We're fifteen away from nine. This is game time, presented by Alan Samuels. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your fit of the car business. Thanks to Ted Teague and, and his crew over there for sponsoring the program. Look, power, performance, reliability, you find that in a, uh, well, you find it in a 22 Ram 1500 Lone Star Edition. What a great looking vehicle that is. Or maybe you're in the market for a, uh, a, a Jeep product. How about the Jeep Grand Cherokee available at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Just uh, some, just a couple of the terrific vehicles that are available at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Look, they uh, they got a great uh, pre-owned uh, group of vehicles. They got a great uh, selection of new vehicles, and of course, they got a incredible service department. They're looking to build the relationship uh, as they. Uh, I mean, they're a great member of this community, and uh, they're looking to build a relationship with you. And uh, you can certainly do that at 201 West Loop 340. That's just down from Highway 84. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. 
When it comes to filling out your brackets, look for a winning team. The Baylor Online MBA is ranked number eight in the nation by poets and quants. Advance your career to the next round. Check out all of Baylor's MBA programs, the online MBA from anywhere, the full-time MBA for early career, or the executive MBA meeting one weekend a month in Dallas at baylor.edu slash MBA. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Rooftop Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254 730 Roof at 730 7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The overall number one seed has fallen. Arkansas knocked off Gonzaga 74 68 to move on to the Elite Eight where they will meet Duke who eliminated Texas Tech 78 73. The number one seed in the South region was also sent home as Houston beat Arizona 72 60. The Cougars will next meet Villanova who sent Michigan packing 63 55. Baylor baseball is on the road this weekend at Oklahoma. The series starts at 6 30 tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor softball is also in Norma to take on the top ranked Sooners. They also get underway at 6.30. You can hear the broadcast on Cool 101. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
time for the grab bag on game time. All right, 8.50, away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Garrett. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, we've got Baylor baseball coming up tonight. It's the Bears in Oklahoma. Uh, the Bears 1-2 and two in conference play. This will be the Sooners' uh, opening weekend for conference competition, and we'll have all three games right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, 6.15 for the warm-up tonight, 6.30 for the first pitch. So uh, keep that in mind. And then uh, Glenn Moore and the Baylor softball team, they're also in Norman, Oklahoma, for a uh, three-game set with the Sooners uh, for a Big 12 conference play. And uh, and Baylor will uh, hook up with Oklahoma tonight at 6.30 as well, 6.15 for the warm up and uh that that if you've ever been to that complex it's just I mean just right across the street so uh there you go 615 over on our sister station cool 101.3 fm so that's what we have for um for you baseball wise and softball wise uh don't forget NCAA basketball tonight uh i i, I still you're picking UCLA ward yes you picking UCLA, Garrett? Originally, but I, man, I, I don't know. I like what I saw from North Carolina. Not getting off my bracket. <laughs> my bracket shot, so I, I, I don't. I can't. I have no nothing to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at this is a this is a useless piece mine, of paper. It, for yeah, me. mine's blown up too. But I, I did have them. I, I had them actually playing Baylor this round. I had them beating Baylor. That's what I had too. But as history has shown, I don't know that I was the best. I can't yeah. wait till Gonzaga plays Tech in the Elite. Oh, they're not. They're not. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. moly! Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going Carolina. I, I and again, and, and maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid after watching that thing. But uh, boy, I, I just I don't know. I For just, me, it's more so now. I just want to see Duke in North Carolina in the Final Four. <laughs> That's all it is. I want to see that. I want to see Duke come and just take it out on them. That's what I want. Well, uh. There's that that possibility is there, and again, every time Coach K goes on the floor, it could be his last one. But man, has the uh, have the Blue Devils played well? Again, I I thought it was. I, I go back to that game last night. I thought that was just a terrific basketball game, well played. You know, just one team outscored the other, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion. Now, I, it, but I think Houston kicked the snot out of Arizona. I I, I think Duke and uh and Tech just flat entertained us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if you're a, just a, you know, just, oh, I, I don't watch a whole lot of basketball, but this final, this NCAA thing, if you watch that, I don't know how you couldn't be entertained because that was high level, uh, highly competitive, mm-hmm. quality basketball. It was. Hey, you know, Warren, I know you're upset, you know, Tech's done, but baseball now, y'all got a big series this weekend, don't y'all? Yeah, t- uh, Tech hosting Texas, and that's that's going to be fun to See how those two clash, and you know, can Texas, um, you know, continue the run that they're on, and can Tech, you know, kind of maybe make a little statement for themselves? Because if they can win that series, that's a huge statement for the Red Raiders. Couple of top twenty teams, yeah, and uh, it is in Lubbock, so I mean that that certainly benefits uh, Texas Tech. They play well at Dan Law, and they always have. They do. They know how to play that wind out there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you take your driver and keep it low. That's right. <laughs> All right. That, that is going to do it for us uh, this, this morning. Uh, again, uh, John Moore's program coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. And, and at 4 o'clock this afternoon, it'll be, uh, it'll be Matt Mosley. 
And uh, that is all coming up right here on ESPN Central Texas. John's going to have Tracy Taylor from the Bobby Bragan Slugger Award in the uh, 3 o'clock hour. And uh, that will be coming up at 3 today. All right, that is going to do it for us. Have yourself a great day and a great weekend. For Ward and Garrett, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday.